0: Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tesla of and joined by John Clark tonight to talk about WWE NXT 2.0. John, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty good. How are you?
0: Doing pretty good. Feeling uh, maybe a little better about the show overall compared to last week. You know, so there were some things, uh, some things to like tonight, some things to feel good about, some some not so much, but we'll get into all that. Uh, before we do, just want to remind you all this show, like everything we do here, is available on all of our platforms SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, all Podcast, whatever. Maybe we've got you covered. So, leave a like and subscribe. So, I guess the big thing to talk about before even the, the show itself is the announcement officially that we are getting, I don't think they used the takeover name uh, in the announcement, but Takeover War Games on December 5th. So that very much is something to look forward to less than one month away from the first takeover like event of this 2.0 era. So um, that's good. You know, that that's, you know, I, I've missed having war games or, or sorry, war games and just takeovers in general. Um, and I liked Halloween Havoc for that reason that it was it felt special. And so hopefully they'll even kind of one up uh, that. So that I thought that was a very good show. Uh, with DJ expressing his excitement. Nesh is excited for War Games as well. Uh, and Eddie's saying War Games is back, but without Unspirited Era. So yes, and it is a new era because this will be, uh, again, the first War Games in this 2.0 era. The first War Games, uh, I believe, Unspirited Era was in all of the other ones in the NXT uh under the nxt umbrella so definitely uh, lots of stuff changing here and yeah but the, all all you guys in the in the comments seem very happy about war games here thumbs up from steven chambers uh so john what do you think about the announcement that war games and i guess by extension takeover or takeover like event uh will be back uh here in just less than a month
1: yeah so um looks like they did drop the takeover name so it looks like from now on it's just going to be just nxt whatever the event is that's fine. Uh I really need William Regal to finish it off for good though, to, to give us the War Games announcement, and I'm sure he will, although we haven't really seen him very much in recent weeks. I was just so thinking that. No. We'll we'll see what they do there, but I do think that it was much needed to bring back events like this uh on a Sunday. I mean, not just on a special Tuesday night event, but an actual weekend pay-per-view event. Really their first time to shine so many ideas already floating around. Could they do old school versus new school? Could they do um, just what they've done in the past where kind of build like three or four stories into one big war games match, which is more likely. But with people that were, you know, Really hoping that Survivor Series would turn into something maybe like a War Games match across brands, which clearly isn't happening. I do think this kind of makes up for it with uh, now they're going to do this. But here, here, here's my question: um, Did the last time they did War Games was it in the Performance Center or not? Because I don't remember, and I know, I know you need space to do this. So I was just wondering, you know, where might they have an event like this? Uh, and now that I see the last one in 2020, was, was in the say. it was in the Capitol Wrestling Center. So scratch that. Uh, they are capable of doing this there, and they probably will do it there. So, yeah, the last one in 2020... Was in Orlando, Florida. It's actually December sixth, and this one's going to be December fifth. Oh, that's ironic, yeah. So yeah, it is. It is a year later. I don't know how we overlooked that. I, I could have swore it was earlier, but hey, that's what it was. And of course, for those of you watching, the main event was Team McAfee versus Undisputed Era. It was Pat yeah. McAfee in the match, and it was it was a big a big match there. So uh, I think it has the potential to be. Something special, but I, I I need to see some more of the card before I can make that determination. But in a nutshell, overall standpoint, I'm I'm happy it's back.
0: Oh, for sure, and um I I would agree that you know by and large any real you know I won't say judgment any like real excitement about the show really, really does come down to the card. But it'll be good to have uh, war games and again just some some event back. Nessa pointing out without a, a pay per view otherwise in December, you know this lease gives us something to kind of. Uh, um uh, uh, essentially get through the month you know whereas the now we kind of just look forward to that and then admittedly it's pretty much the first week but still it's, it's something it's something on the calendar so that is good uh i would agree yeah like this as much as i'm excited about this it also reminded me like hey we haven't really seen william regal is asking if regal is a mysterious cut that like we don't know about i wouldn't think so i think like if that were uh a thing the, the, that that would have gotten out there um I more, it more feels probably like that he's just uh, maybe not part of the, the NXT 2.0 brand that they're going for because he was so tied to the old brand. Uh, and I don't, not, I don't agree with that. I don't think that's right. I think uh, like he, he is an NXT in a lot of ways in terms of the on screen, uh, the, the authority role there does he yeah, he holds the t- I think that'd be a nice kind of, um, what's the word, like a co- cohesive like unit where he can kind of tie it together in that way um hopefully if he does come back soon you know to to announce whatever we do wind up getting and speaking of that Eddie's uh, pitching some ideas here you could have team Dakota versus team Raquel Gonzalez you could do Legado versus Diamond Mind. I think that'd be fun um there are things they could do I like the team uh old school versus new school kind of thing I think that's the most kind of appealing thing to me at this point may other than something kind of like this Legado and Diamond thing or I think Dakota and Raquel makes a lot of sense um but yeah, I, I like the idea of the old school versus new school thing, depending on how the rest of the card kind of uh, shapes up. But again, hopefully, and say on that one, they they literally just announced it, so um, I, I think the only one I'd kind of bank on at this point would be Dakota and Raquel because that would make a lot of sense, and some nice full circle thing there where uh, Raquel's kind of breakout moment came at that last War, War Games uh, when she pinched Ayo uh, and that was kind of her rapid rise to the top there. So um, definitely looking forward to that. Hopefully, we'll be able to have a little more information about that card soon. I mean, it is pretty much just under a month away, so they got a ideally they'll start building to it soon. Uh, but yeah, and I, again, ideally, we'll have Regal kind of uh, tie everything together and, and announce these things, and we'll get the the good old War Games uh, line from him. But if not, again, I'm just glad to have this. So if that, uh, I thought tonight's show was bookended by good matches and just good things you know, and, uh, to begin the show and to end it. And then between maybe not so much, but the first, I think over like half an hour, two back to back very very good women's matches. We had Toxic Attraction versus Casey Casey Caden Zero, Caden Carter and Io Shirai. Very good match there. The champions won as they should. They're on a roll. Yet again, I say uh, Mandy Rose. I really think she's on a roll and herself, just like she's really um, on on a great run. You can tell she's got that. She's got confidence. She's gotten uh, the, and she already had that kind of star factor t- about her. And now you can tell she's really kind of feeling it and really getting into it and and kind of um, growing into this as we go here. So Stephen Chambers as well saying that that was a great match to start the show. Um, I'm trying to remember the exact finish, but I think Gigi Dolan got the pin, I believe. Um, was which was good. I think it's good to have each member of the team kind of shining there, and not much to like. There wasn't. It was a clean win. There was nothing really right home about. You know, in terms of. You know, no, no, nothing about really coming out of it until later in the show, we had a toxic attraction bragging. We had a brief stare down between Mandy Rose and Kaylee Ray, who's coming out for the second match. And later in the show, Mandy had said, uh, I'm not intimidated by you, but blah, 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 get in line. And then Raquel Gonzalez shows up on a motorcycle and says, I'll deal with you later. And we'll talk about Raquel in a little bit there. But overall, here, John, what do you think about uh, Toxic Attraction winning yet again and maybe where they're uh, going kind of moving forward? Because they just beat their prospective challengers, so it's not like they really have a, a leg to stand on in that sense.
1: Yeah, I like the direction they're going so far, kind of making them an arrogant stable that, likes to claim how good they are, but then they kind of back it up at the same time and we really haven't seen a group like this, dare I say and since undisputed era um, where they are are talking to talking walking the walk per se. Uh, I think that Eddie's prediction of Mandy versus Io is likely correct. Not sure where they go with the tag team direction though I mean, uh, like you said, they, they kind of beat the perspective challengers, but do you think that automatically erases the possibility that we could see that match anyway?
0: No, because it, it's easy to be like, oh, that was a six-person tag team match. You haven't beaten us two-on-two, two, and then maybe they'll do the classic thing of like, they then the challengers find a way to beat them. Maybe EO kind of strikes them or something like that, and there you go. Um, so maybe that's when we get... Uh, on TV at some point over the next couple of weeks or, you know, maybe, maybe on the, the pre the kickoff show for takeover, the war uh, games, I should say. Um, and and DJ is playing out that G, uh, Gigi Doe and Pindio Shirai, which is not necessarily surprising, but it's noteworthy because Shirai being the former champion, I think that's definitely a good um, indicator that, Hey, like that they uh, kind of recognize Gigi as somebody that could be uh, going places for them? I think she could be, be maybe kind of obviously beyond Mandy in terms of, uh, I think part of the purpose here is to kind of elevate JC and and Gigi and I I see Gigi as someone that could really uh, be a breakout star and I I don't know tonight I was thinking about it like she she had a really impressive outing in this match and I thought they could go the the classic route of like having her eventually kind of rise up and maybe turn on Mandy or something like that down the road if if it plays out that way if they get enough time to kind of tell that story I think that'd be pretty darn cool so uh yes a good outing for toxic attraction they're still on a roll they're still um having a good run here I'm liking that and so then that kind of paved the way. We talked about uh, Kaylee Wright coming out. She had a match where she wanted to start her Rage against Seray. Uh, and I thought this match kind of like coming off of that the six woman tag team match, you know, it was a good way to kind of showcase the depth of the women's division here. And John, you and I have talked about that before with call ups with releases that's kind of coming into question a little bit. But having two of these two good matches back to back kind of reminds me, like, no, this is still a very good division. Kaylee Wright, Ray and Saray, two very, very talented performers. Uh, DJ is wondering, uh, or sorry, Steven wondering when well, was the last time Saray won a match because it felt like she hasn't really won all that much. But she has been on 205 Live lately, picking up when someone's there. Uh, but on NXT, uh, NXT itself, uh, you know, I feel we haven't seen a whole lot of her in that sense. Once we have seen her, I don't think she's picked up too, too many wins. But uh, I thought this was a very, very good match. Kaylee, Kaylee Ray won, and so then she could eventually, potentially, uh, throw her, her hat in the ring for a title shot as well. But all of a sudden, the women's division, uh, we should be, or we were reminded tonight, I think, that it, is, it still has a lot of depth, and it's got a couple of uh, interesting directors that could go with it, especially as it relates to who could challenge Mandy Rose.
1: Yeah, although I do think that, like I said before, Io is probably the one that's going to be next up, but Kaylee Ray is also interesting as well. There is an evolving women's division that has kind of been reborn with the quote-unquote departure of Raquel Gonzalez and uh, Candice LeRae being gone with a baby, so there's just so many moving parts to this. Yeah, and,
0: and you know Raquel still around. You know we know that she'll be feuding with. Sorry, she is feuding with Dakota. Dakota Kai. Whatever the future holds for that remains to be seen. Again, we we're talking about war games. Maybe that. Um, but Kelly Ray definitely definitely has a good track record as well. Ness reminding that uh, she is the former XC UK Women's Champion, the longest reigning XC UK Women's Champion. So pretty, it would be pretty easy to set her up to feed with Mandy at some point soon. But Mandy kind of brushed her off saying, you know, grab a number and not really worrying about it. Uh, but I do feel like they are kind of clearly gearing toward uh, Mandy versus EO and maybe Kaylee Ray after that. But again, it's good to have options, it's good to have kind of uh, two storylines maybe at the same time there. So I mean, yeah. And then to have that as well as uh, Raquel and Dakota, I think that's very good on top of that. So that's a, that's a good thing. That that was a good start of the show. That's going to be kind of generally what well, we're well received of having those two good matches. And then, trying to stay positive here, we had the a bookend of having a very good main event. We had Kamal Hayes versus Pete Dunne in a very good match. They had a confrontation um, earlier in the show, and Pete Dunne. Uh, was not having come out. He's a trash talk. Hey, isn't an and trick Williams just running their mouths. I think trick Williams called him like a, a bootlicker or something. I think he called his mom, the bobblehead is <laughs> like, uh, some stuff like that. So, so that a good match. And I really thought it was a very good main event there. Um, What do you think about the main event with the outcome that we wound up, wound up seeing?
1: Oh, I'm not really surprised because um, let's not forget that. Um, they still want to satisfy fans of the old NXT, and doing, just doing this, I think, does that. But at the same time, how do you think this affects, like the obviously the loser of the match and the losers of the match? Like, what what effect does this have? Like, do you think it's really going to be that bad?
0: In terms of like his. Uh, Carmel was like standing. Yeah, for... yeah, yeah. No, he's fine. Like he's been like okay, one of the... yeah, and like which is yeah, what
1: I thought too. And let's not forget uh, the birthday boy.
0: <laughs> yeah, what it was talking to have Pete done lose on his birthday. You know, I, like I they uh, they announced the match from like oh I hope he hope he doesn't lose. That'd be kind of a shame. Uh And and you know, there's always the thought of like oh it's not great to have champions lose when you don't feel like they only need to. But I thought the way they did it was fun. You had Dexter Lumis kind of pop up on commentary, and you think that he's there. And then he stops trick Williams from interfering. And then kind of right around when that happens, you see these two gloved hands pop up from the apron and you're like, Oh, I, I think it's Dexter. And then once being Johnny Gargano and the, the distraction helps uh, Dunn get the win. So it's a good one for done it. You know, it's perfectly excusable to have, you know, Hayes was clearly distracted. If, if hands popped up from the ring and if I were in there, I'd be distracted. So like, as long as to me, distractions are fine. If it's like kind of like done in a, you know believable way i thought that was fine it's literally someone's like hands just popping up um for me it, it's more like you know it's a good way to build a feud i think it, it will ultimately this this will ultimately be good for hayes because he, he's probably going to beat uh johnny gargano if that is a take if it is a takeover i think that'll make sense steven's saying we could get a triple threat match because Dunn just pinned the champion I think that'd be a great match and that'd be very very good um so, yeah, I, I think that's something to potentially look forward to. But, no, I, I thought this is one of those cases where, yeah, he lost, but he's fine. Like, he's been one of the, the best, you know, breakout stars of NXT 2.0 so far. Uh, he's still, he's been main event, I think uh, Wade Barrett said it on commentary. He's been in the main event, I think, two weeks in a row, or if not two of the last three weeks. So, he's yeah. clearly, like, he, he called himself the a champion and he's backing it up. He's having a good match, or he's having good matches, you know, every time he's out there. So, I'm liking this. I think he could definitely be... Uh, one of the the real success stories of this whole NXT 2.0 2, thing um, a couple months down the line. So definitely a fan of that. And I think that they've already done a good job, I think, of building the story. And ideally, it'll be able to kind of uh, successfully draw it out so that it could have a, spot, a takeover and be a very good match. So I'm liking that as well. But something I'm not liking whatsoever is jacket time. They announced that Kushida and uh, Ike Minjiro We'll be teaming together with the name of Jack of Time. DJ is saying he's digging it. And my friend, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not digging it. I think it's a, a How horrid, you dig horrid name. <laughs> a horrid name. And then Odyssey Jones comes out to help them, like, fend off Diamond after a tag team match where the Cube Brothers beat this new team of Jack, Jack of Time. And then the, the WWE Twitter posts uh, post the gif of it, and they're like, is Odyssey Jones the newest member of Jack of Time? I'm like, no, keep this guy. <laughs> it's fun. Like, if you want to do a temporary, like, six-man whatever, As 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 they do, fine. Don't even put that out there. Like, honestly, he comes out, gets the great cheers. I think he could be another very good uh, success story. But jacket time, and I will say, two very very talented guys, Kushida and Ichimajiro, are great. If they were an actual team, like position seriously, cool.
1: (laughs) What does jacket time even mean?
0: I don't know. I don't know.
1: (laughs) I mean, you can't help but to laugh when you like see that. Like, Like, what in the world?
0: I have no idea. I literally, I tweeted about it. Um, I just said, I said jacket time. Like, I don't even know what to say about it. It's like, I don't know why that's a thing in terms of the name. Uh, poor Kushida, hundred percent. This man deserves so much better. He's great. Um, and the, like, I can't say I'm surprised. Cause again, a couple weeks ago, we had that, uh, that vignette in the bathroom. So I guess this tracks <laughs> what they, how they've been handling him recently, but, um, man, Yeah. Not, not great. This is uh, not very good, but on the flip side, don't love this name. I think they're a good team, and I thought they could match with uh, the Creed Brothers. I mean, Diamond Mind—the the beginnings of the stable were a little rough, but I think they've really kind of hit their stride. We had this backstage uh, promo from Knock Vivans in the group. They're watching a jo- uh, Jack of Time and, at the gym, and they had this promo saying that you know, you know, the, those guys are dorks, they're dweebs. We're going to show the Jack of Times. Or sorry, we're going to show them the Diamond Mind is legit. So, you know, Roderick Strong, Creed Brothers, uh, Ivy Nile, and um, hockey H- man, I believe. Um, I thought they're, they really finding their stride and, and gelling and I'm liking it and I'm glad they're winning. I mean, kind of in some ways like, uh, uh, toxic attraction. I, I think that they're, they're being positioned very well, you know, and I think that's good. I think it's good to have staples looking impressive like this. So that was good. Uh, they confirmed a, a six man. I, I mentioned it hypothetically. But no, they, I, I forgot. They confirmed six man for next week. Uh, it will be Odyssey Jones. And as an honorary member of Jack of time against, uh, Roderick Strong and the Creed Brothers that would be very good could lead to a, a Cruiserweight title match maybe with Roderick and uh, Odyssey if they decide to, to bend the rules for Odyssey there because obviously as John pointed a couple weeks ago Odyssey is not under two and five pounds but I feel like they could easily kind of look, overlook that for a fun match there So we
1: already have honorary guests of jacket time after a week sure <laughs> oh
0: man um <sighs> Something that was uh, I think that was kind of universally not so well like tonight, but something that uh, was, uh well, maybe a little a little less universal at least. And DJ's pulling out a good thing with Boa, getting some fan support from next universe. The fans did seem behind Boa tonight when he kind of turned into the fiend. Cause last week he debuted some new face paint, and this week he's facing Joe Gacy. Gacy with a pre match promo saying he wants to bring out the real Boa, whatever that means fine and again i say gacy you can say what you will about this uh the specific gimmick but he's got presence i think he's playing the part very well so that's that's a positive and so he had this match with boa you know not too much to write home about and then a couple minutes in the lights start flicking red and black and i think some music played and then boa Mm -hmm. like kind of like powers up and starts choking gacy out and he gets the five counts he gets his qualified um so Boa has superpowers, I guess. And then and then Gacy was smiling after the match and also pointing out that I guess he liked it or he was happy that he at least brought out this uh, dark side of Boa here. But um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's something. It's, it's something to talk about.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess. But it doesn't make you wonder, like, what in the world is going on? Like, what in the world?
0: That is NXT in a nutshell at this point. Um, again, we're bookended, bookended by two very good matches, and for me, NXT at its best was just delivering good matches. And admittedly, I've been a, a, an outspoken fan of some of its be- better stories, but with stuff like this, I have no idea what's going on. DJ's asking if, I see Boa, uh, if we see Boa potentially joining Gacy's crew. Of course, you've got Harland in there as well. When the lights started flickering, I thought Harland was going to come out like doing his like kind of pseudo serial killer kind of thing. Um, but you no, know, was Boa bring out his true self? Um, maybe again, we have no idea what's going on. <laughs> like, I don't know if this was Gacy trying to like showcase his ability to to reach people's true selves, and, uh, and maybe that that Boa could. Well, well you, remember Boa is not Tian Shaw, so if, unless they kind of have him leave that group for for Gacy, uh, and then, like DJ is exactly wondering what what would this mean for Mei Ying. I don't know. Again, I, I have no idea what's going on. But uh, not National to point mind games. You've got uh, Gacy uh, smiling. You've got Boa having these powers. Um, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea where, where it's going. Um, I again, I like what we're seeing with Gacy, minus the 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 cheap kind of uh, reliance on some of the terms they they always t- says about you know. You know, the buzzwords we've talked about before, I thought in a more general sense this the, the general presence. If they kind of lean away from the uh the buzzwords about like sensitivity and tolerance and all that and lean more into the, no, this guy's like unbalanced, it to be pretty cool. Uh, and if and if that's a stable like, like DJ's kind of wondering, could be interesting. But uh Steven's saying they're all nuts, so what <laughs> whatever. But um there this was one of one oh, I like this coming from um, DJ saying it could be like a new straighted society with CM Punk back in the day. I like that shout um boa gacy and Harlan would be or uh, yeah i think it's Harlan. it would be a weird combination but maybe that's the point maybe it's just kind of this eclectic mix-up of people i don't know i don't know um yeah but the the has got a couple of mysteries here going on we've got this whatever wherever this is going and we have the next chapter of msk's quest for a shaman apparently john these guys were walking all week long because they started walking last week and we got a vignette this week where they're still walking they've, they've reached a destination the wh- they're, whoever they're looking for has relocated and they dropped several 420 and getting high uh jokes there uh which very, that very much calls back to the rascals and impact i think that was one of the things they did best uh during that run so definitely kind of seeing that being referenced at least um because everyone kind of knows most fans uh, that are familiar with that part of their careers know that about them. So I um, thought that was kind of a fun kind of callback there. Not just saying that they want to join the mile high club. That was one of the lines they had not in the way that they had thought that it meant. Um, but uh, they had one line where they said they're looking for a shaman and call me crazy. But they said that I'm like, is it John Morrison? Cause the only shaman I really know is the shaman of sexy John Morrison. And I'm like, well, that'd be something because we know that John Morrison all he's been doing on raw lately is looking for his chi backstage and very brief vignettes. So that's all that's the only kind of way, direction that I'm that I'm really being able to kind of foresee this going because otherwise I'm totally in the dark. I don't know I don't know what this is about either. a lot of mysteries uh, going on here.
1: Your guess is as good as me. I was dumbfounded and trying to think like, for like the third time tonight, I'm just going to say it again. Like, what, what are we doing here? Like, what is going on? What? Why does this not make sense at all?
0: Yeah, I don't know. uh This is one of the things yet again. If we had, we've had several kind of mysteries like this, and I found like whether it was the the battery charging one, the the person coming back from from the dead kind of thing that wound up being Toto Kai um hopefully this won't be too too drawn out and that's just saying let's, how, let's see how it plays out because there's really no way to know um dj pointing out that hey it could be morrisley he's not doing anything on raw uh and while it, it would be weird because he is on the older older side of the roster and is and definitely gravitating more younger with the roster that, that it's using having him as like kind of the sage veteran to kind of teach these guys the ways and help them find what they're looking for find their chi or whatever will be something but on the flip side I saying maybe in this case should we'll just go to the main roster uh even if they do kind of go back to NXT, the fans might just boom anyway um yeah you know the fans as we said before the fans have not really given them the a fair a fair shake I guess you know at first it worked and somewhere along the way something kind of fell off their rails and fans would kind of turned on them. So ironically, it would, this would actually make sense. Maybe they're on this quest they're and they're walking and they wind up on the main roster and there you go. I don't know. We crazier, weirder things have happened. I, I wouldn't, there are worse ways to kind of um, take a situa- take a situation with MSK getting booed like that and you know, try him out on the main roster. I think the main roster tag, t- uh, tag division could definitely use him. So uh, yet again, Nesos saying she likes MSK, like him in impact, I would agree. I think they're great They're again, just the, the perception has become a reality where it's like the crowd's so down on them um, that, you know, it's, it feels like they kind of need something here and maybe that's going to the main roster, but for now, they're looking for, they're looking for the shaman, however it may be. And yet again, the John, as you said, no idea where that's going, no idea what the, what the real point is, um, but we'll see. We'll see. Speaking of the tag team division, we had a, a little setup for Kyle Riley and Von Wagner because in an interview backstage, Kyle Riley, Kinda of like Kevin Owens was saying, "Hey, there's a lot of uncertainty in my career right now." Wink, wink, nod, nod. And he, he was then he explained like, "Oh, I could go back to the singles division or the tag division, but on a, I you'll kind of look in a more broad sense, I feel like he was kind of saying something there." Uh, but he was saying, "Yeah, hey, you know, I, I, I don't. I mean, I'm under no, no commitment to keep team with Von Wagner. It hasn't really worked out all that well so far. They lost last week, um, so they kind of lost their the real stake to a tag title shot." The Colorado Riley. Was like, hey, we could, but we could challenge the tag titles, and Imperium shows up with champions, and they're like, nah, no, nah, like, because you just lost. So, um, that's interesting because they did, he just lose, so they doesn't really have a real case for that. Uh, but it does point, like we might be kind of heading toward a potential tag team match between the, uh, between the two. Um, not sure how I feel about that, but Imperium is great, and I'm glad they're getting something here. This is the, the only, only, uh, they're only on the show very briefly here, but it looks like they might be getting some kind of storyline. So I think that's positive.
1: Yeah. I'm not quite sure what the direction is going to be. If like you said, are they going to remain together? Or are they going to kind of go their separate ways? What's Kyle Raleigh going to do when his contract runs out? Is he going to stay so many unknowns here? Uh, I'm excited to see it play out. I really don't think the tag titles are changing hands anytime soon. And I think you would probably agree. Uh, but if you had to pick, split them up or keep them together, what would you pick?
0: I don't want to sound harsh, right? I don't, but like I, I I'm just not seeing it with Von Wagner again. Maybe I'm just still just kind of down on him because they literally thrust him into the main event title match his very first night. That just never really sat right with me. And then we the the vignettes we've had of him and Kyle Riley in the woods. Um, it's not quite not quite doing it for me, and. Like I, I think at this point, especially, obviously we, we know we know the the reports about Raleigh's contract. The best way to kind of keep him would be to have him do what he was doing, putting on killer matches as a singles guy, being in, in the main event or main event uh, kind of uh, main event level ish uh, kind of scene of like you know challenging for the title or being involved with the, the main stories. There he had a suit of Adam Cole, um, but this 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 isn't it. Like being in the woods and having this kind of. Goofy to try to be overly positive about it. Goofy vignettes of Von Wagner. Not really digging it. Um, and again, maybe we haven't really seen what Von Wagner really has to offer yet. I think you know it's still very, very, very I'm not trying to write him off either, but not really liking this too too much. Steven saying that O'Reilly deserves a total match with Champa. I would love that. That'd be great, though. That'd be a fantastic match. Uh, but again, with this uh ongoing emphasis about the young, the new school uh, on NXT it feels like guys like O'Reilly and Ciampa, I think Gargano especially, uh, with his contract status as well, they're kind of getting phased out, so I don't know if we would, if we would get O'Reilly versus Ciampa in that sense, so um, yeah, I I would prefer them be split up, and then maybe get a brief run for O'Reilly as a singles again, Uh because I, I just wondering if we do think that Kyle will go to AEW or the main roster like, man, I feel it's like, again, most of these guys that that, uh, that were slash our clinical indie guys or probably kind of aw bound because aw is going in a different direction from the way they're they're doing things and i think that's just an, the objective we look at they they're kind of pivoting away from the way things think they have been doing things nxt and and talent and and the roster the way it's set up so i think that looks more likely you know maybe maybe even well i would say Actually, maybe, maybe even more more like it than Kevin Owens spot because he's still in NXT. Right? O'Reilly is, so it's not like he can say, "Oh, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on main roster." I'm on Raw. We were talking about Owens last night. He's on the main roster. He's on Raw. He's uh, he's in this you know featured spot. Now, just pointing out that Kyle and Johnny Gargano were in a dark match on SmackDown, so and that's to be expected. Both guys, the contracts are coming up, so you know WWE management may want to get may want to get a good look at him in person like that to kind of see what they want to do if they want to try and resign him, but. Yeah. Yet again, we were talking about the releases last night a little bit. Anybody that's kind of fits O'Reilly's mold like that of being a, a f- fantastic wrestler, very much being an indie guy, hate to say it because I, I want to see him do well here, but maybe they'd be better off going to AEW where they could really get to do what they do. You know? you that's what it really good, boils down to.
1: You make a good point. I think at this point, based off of the history of what people have done, people make assumptions that well, they're on their way out of the door, but You never know. At some point, the tides will turn. At some point, uh, if it hasn't happened already, uh, the roster of AEW is going to be bigger than that of WWE. And at that point, why do you keep bringing in people? Is it just because it's good PR? Do you look good for hiring somebody that was just fired? Even though, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, let's be honest. Like Matt Hardy, for example, he really hasn't done a whole lot there. It's just that he's still employed. Like I, my my point is, at some point they have to also make releases or at least like contracts expire and not renew them. And uh, I I just would like to see the situation play out because I think that people jump to conclusions and just assumptions, and and you never really know until it happens.
0: That that that's all there is to it. You know, we sit here, we try to project or take what we, the, what we, what we see, what we, we think we know <laughs> half the time, way off base. Cause like, there's just no way to know people. You never know, you know, especially with this, like his, it's not like, he's someone that got fired. His contract's coming up. So he could choose to resign if WWE wants to resign him. So there's only really no, it's no way to know about either side of it. If WWE, I would assume WWE wants to keep him, I think he could do great things on the roster. And that's just pointing out that, uh, hopefully the, them being a dark matches means they will get called up. So you hope to see that, you know, hopefully he gets see, he and Gargano really get a chance to do great things on the main roster, but at the same time, maybe they won't be able to do great things elsewhere. I think either way, both guys are very, very talented and they're going to be doing great things no matter where they go. So um, that's something to kind of keep an eye on moving forward here. But um, speaking of, Von, and before focusing on uh, O'Reilly, Eddie is saying with Von Wagner, uh, they could have him kind of do, do what we're seeing with, guys like braun breaker and a number of these other young guys just have him kind of go on a singles run showcase what he can do um because yeah there have been reports that WWE season him as a potential main event for wrestlemania and i definitely have not seen that myself i don't again i'm not trying to like bury the guy but like boy, he it's almost the almost the opposite of braun breaker because breaker i think it's they're booking him while well, it's working like he feels like a, a big deal whereas von wagner he gets thrust in the main event the first night, and then you're, you're supposed to like kind of think it's this big deal, and then they the, the kind of flip-flop. It's a kind of confusing thing, but I think he would benefit from that, being like, no, he can he can go, and maybe they kind of slow it down a little bit to kind of do a more uh, traditional route like that. But nonetheless, we'll wait and see on that one. There's another young star that may be following maybe a more traditional route like that is Solo Sakoa. Solo the, the Uso's younger brother, he had a good showing in a triple threat match tonight, mainly really kind of a random, random random triple threat match with uh, Grace Mauler and LA Knight. Obviously, those guys have been feuding. And the question here, of course, John was, can they coexist? Because they had to try and team up to defeat Solo during this match, uh, which was supposed to be this kind of like three-way fight, right? Um, but he's just saying Solo was awesome in this match tonight. Uh, they need to put him in the bloodline on SmackDown and have him replace Heyman. Oh, I don't know about that. I like, keep Heyman, and eventually you could bring uh, Solo up there to be the uh, the young gun, I guess. But um, I thought it was it was good. Solo was a beast. Like he 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 threw Waller out of the ring. I think he looks great. Uh, we got a comment earlier saying that uh, I think it was Nash saying that um, Solo like we said last week. He looks, moves, uh, everything, everything about him just screams Uso. Um, so yeah, I, the, the, I'm sure the day will come probably rather than later that he will be working with his brothers on the main roster, but for now, have him grow in NXT, have him kind of get some seasoning. And I'm sure that the time will come that he'll be very, very impressive. Um, whether it's, I would, again, I would assume it's one of the USOs, but if it's by himself, and I think that he could really uh, be a good star in his own right. So, uh, what do you think about kind of this, this, I believe this was the second outing for solo all here.
1: Uh, i thought it was a pretty well put together effort overall and like we mentioned before the move set and the and the the gimmick it it reminds you exactly of the usos and that's definitely not a bad thing i also think that taking a slower approach to kind of building them up as a a big threat is smart and i think it'll work because what's the rush uh, I know DJ mentioned put him, putting him in the main roster. There's no rush for that. There's no need for that. There's He will be in NXT for at least a year, if not way longer than that, uh, until they kind of solidify him as a bigger threat, like they've done so many times with, with other superstars that were homegrown, because now everybody's homegrown. Nobody's coming in or coming back like Drew McIntyre or Bobby Roode or whoever that was already a big name. This is, this is a fresh start. It is.
0: And and they're trying to build uh, their own kind of, new star with solo with them and many other other guys here and, and uh, in the women's division as well. Uh, But yet again, Eddie's saying that solo will be the bloodline next year. He looks just like the Uso's, you know, their their face looks identical and he has some of the moveset. I would agree Again, it's it's uncanny in a lot of ways, but you mentioned Johnny, you you think it'll be at least a year. It's worth pointing out hit row. It was only like not less than like what? Three, four months. Really? I think like total, I think they debuted in like, april or may so um if if something gets hot if 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 it gets enough buzz behind it i think they could easily fast track it ideally you know bfab got released unfortunately so maybe um maybe not but you never know you know uh you know but i I would agree for me one in doubt play it slow season them develop them and then call them up so uh Oh, I, I, but then at the same time, maybe, maybe saying an XC, he could kind of come into his own a little bit because Nash just saying that, yeah, by, by looking so much like his brothers, you know, that's a natural comparison. It's like, he's literally with like the third oh. Uso and like how can he really stand out on his own? And that's one thing we're going to have to wait and see, uh, and, and to kind of hit the next several weeks and months beyond. So, uh, with that, uh, I, I this was another kind of positive for tonight. There were, um, yeah, yet again, we have all these character vignettes. The MSK one was kind of fun. We had uh, Jack of Time in the past. We've had, we've had vignettes with them. Not so much, but uh, one thing I liked tonight was Andre Chase. Uh, it was like almost this like promotional thing for Andre Chase University, and then we had, got to see him in the classroom. He was coaching. Or I guess uh, teaching several I guess quote unquote students, and he threw out one of the students and yelled at him and like called him uh, just was going off on him. And I don't know. I've said it, I guess, say it yet again. I feel like I said every week. Just Andrew Chase, like he he's I think he's great. I I think he's very underrated. Uh, I think he's doing a lot of good work for this role. Very much like I guess um, maybe an, an earlier version of Cameron Grimes. And that as, yet again, he's this he's a character. That doesn't really need to win. He's just—he's entertaining, and he kind of, you kind have, of—you have this. He, he you get people to kind of not like him because he's a heel, and then you throw him out there. That takes a loss that helps uh, a baby face look better. So I thought this was fun. Uh, he was just talking about mental toughness and and t- talking about all of this stuff. Um, I like that. I think it's—it's it's a fun character. I'm liking it. And yet again, uh, it's very uh, hit or miss. Some of these characters, some of these vignettes here, but uh, something I didn't like so much was that you had Cameron Grimes have a match. And then Duke Cazza comes out and says, oh, you cheated me last week, so next week we're going to have a poker showdown. Not a match, John. A poker showdown. Um, oh, boy. Not the best. And on top of that... I feel, like, I
1: feel like we're going to be watching uh, the World Series of Poker on ESPN <laughs> where they're going to have their sunglasses on, and people commentating, and the little graphics that show how much money's in their bank and everything. Like... <sighs>
0: <laughs> I, I I don't want to contradict myself because like I, I've I've sang the praises of index and other stories we've seen so far, but I'm not like I'm never, like all this all these things you know it's you know the, it's the good stories are good and the bad ones are not like I that's all there really is to that you know the one thing I didn't really love tonight was we had uh, grizzly young veterans were like on the street taught, teaching each other about like robbing people and taking their delivery food. Um, what? And then I, I think the punchline was like, "Oh, if you can like fool a stranger, you can easily fool a referee." (laughs) Yet again, John, you said this earlier. It's like the whole theme of the show tonight was like, "Why? Like, what are we doing?" (laughs) I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I. uh, John's speech was. I I I just don't
1: (laughs) understand. Like when thinking about what the thought process is and you have no ideas, then it's like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, DJ saying that uh, Grisling Veterans was acting like they're poor and homeless as part of this uh, trickery and this like just you know, deceit, I guess. But I don't know, they these guys top notch tag team and now they're kind of getting uh, boxed into this like weird comedy thing this is the first time we've seen this so i'm not saying we won't know again yet again know where this is going if this is the new gimmick not sure that that's uh that's doing it for me but they did and they had suits too so that's not that even more that even weirder they're trying to do this this like a uh, hustling thing but they're in suits um just even saying they'd be better off going next to uk i would agree but not sure if that's in the cards or not but We've been pretty critical. I do want to wrap on uh, one positive for me, at least, because we did get an index reference, two of them technically, because we had uh, an Indie Hartwell promo where she was saying that uh, she was upset she lost the, the Scare Way to Hell Ladder match. She she touched the titles just like she touched Sexy Dexy. <laughs> I thought that was a great line. And then that sets up very, an unexpected match with Tony D'Angelo, everyone's favorite NXT star, and Dexter Loomis, because Tony gifts Indie. A fish, because obviously he was sleeping with the fishes, as the as the the, the saying goes. And he said, "Oh, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna beat your husband next week, and then you'll be on the open market." And John, I literally tweeted, "I was like, oh, Tony's trying to break up index he'll turn confirmed. Get out of here! Like, leave leave the happy couple alone. <sighs> My gosh!" But Eddie's saying it's, this will definitely be a clash of two interesting personalities. Um, so it'll be interesting. Um, I'm a little worried because. Well, I actually, no. I think Tony is becoming very much like Cameron Grimes, like an uh, Andre Chase. He could very easily lose, but people like the character so much; he'll be fine. i would be pretty bummed out if, if Dexter winds up losing next week because Tony's everyone's, uh, you know, kind of favorite new star here. But definitely, you know, it's, it's interesting. I think again, it's a cool, cool uh, clash of characters here.
1: Yeah, it absolutely is, and I think the the thing they're going to try to do is win fans over by making it more. I don't want to say edgy. Cause it's not really edgy, but just like dramatic. Let's go with that drama. They want drama. Yeah. You know,
0: and again, I thought we had great matches tonight and i and I enjoyed those. I didn't enjoy some of the other, the vignette, the vignettes didn't really hit for me. The, the uh, Duke Hudson kind of ch- challenging for the poker show down rather than a match and whatever. Um, but when the stories are are good and when they're like actually entertaining, then I'm on board. Like I like I like the balance of wrestling and good stories. And if this is the late, the newest chapter in the Index uh, universe, I guess, cool. I'm I'm on board. I'm looking forward looking forward to seeing what happens with it. Uh, DJ had commented earlier and I was asking about it before I get out of here about Cora and uh, Raquel kind of somewhat beefing over who gets to face a Dakota first because. Uh, Cora wanted to face Dakota after what happened last week, with Dakota beat her down. Raquel obviously wanted revenge as well. Wonder if we get a tag team match with maybe uh, Cora Dakota versus Cora. Sorry, Cora Dakota versus Raquel. Did I, did I miss that? Cora and Raquel versus Dakota and Mandy. Sorry about yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> oof, uh, over the place. But um, I mean, maybe that would make sense. I mean, you got Dakota wanting, or Raquel wanted co- revenge on Dakota. You've got Cora wanting revenge on uh, Dakota as well. So there's something there. You tie in Mandy because Raquel wants a title back. There are less. There, there, that makes sense. Uh, again, we're not quite sure what's going to happen with Mandy, kind of um, blowing off Kelly Ray. Maybe having the feud with so Maybe she gets tied in there as well. Maybe that. I mean, who, who even knows? Maybe, maybe that's what we get at War Games. But uh, what, what do you think about that possibility, John?
1: I like that idea, and I think there is some. There, there has been enough story development in history where it would make sense. Yeah.
0: You know, so I I would definitely not mind if that would be a main event next week, week after that, or again, if, if they draw it out all the way to war games, they'll be pretty darn good. Uh, so with that, Steven wondering where, where Santos Escobar is. I have not heard anything about that. I don't really want to speculate about it. He's been absent for, I think two weeks now, I believe, because we saw, we saw uh, Legato, they, they, Tried to recruit uh, Zion, when He turned him down. So uh, I was like, "We'll be going over that." But no, no idea what's up with uh, Santos. Hopefully, everything's good on that front. As soon as we know any more about that, we'll uh, share that information both here and, and on WrestleZone uh, and the Grid format. But not, no, no report on that for now. But uh, hopefully, hopefully, it's all good there. Uh, so that, John. Again, we had some good tonight, some not so good. What did you think about the show overall?
1: Uh, I would probably go with a 6.75. I thought it was pretty well put together. There was enough storyline progression to make you interested to see what happens next week, and of course, the announcement of war games.
0: Yeah, uh, for me, I would largely agree. Maybe like I would probably go for a six point five. Not to Steven is saying as well. DJ a little pretty low with a five point five. Didn't really dig it tonight, but you know it's everyone tweets their own. I would agree. I wasn't fully fully liking it too too much. National with a seven though, so um not a bad show. Not you know we've obviously seen worse. So uh I think for me, me at least, uh, the the prospect of war games of having, you know, a special show like that, definitely something to look forward to. Uh, not just saying the war games, war games announcement itself gets a seven, Laura, uh, more in line with what, what we were saying about a six there. So not a bad show, you know, by and large, uh, in some ways feeling better than it last week, but also there's a lot in the middle of the show. that kind of, uh, drag me down a little bit as well. So Herman was a five saying He fell asleep during the show. So, Hey, I don't blame you, man. I uh, more often than not, I've got to drink coffee to get through some of these shows that are on the, the rough side. Uh, but uh, with that being said, no matter what, whether it's good, bad or in between, John and I will be back here next week to talk about it. We'll be here on Monday to talk about Monday night, raw Robert and I'll be here on Friday. to Talk about Friday night, SmackDown. Uh, otherwise we've got a great show. we constantly come at you guys. Bill Pershing recently interviewed Booker T Dominic interviewed uh, Nick Foley, my interview with Dylan Postel or Hornsaw will we'll be going live later this week, so make sure to uh, keep an eye out for that. All these things and more, as well as uh, two, di- two Diamond Dudes Attitude about all things AEW. All this and more available on all of our platforms, SoundCloud Spotify, you know the rest. Every anywhere, any audio platform you can imagine, we're probably there, so make sure to like us up and subscribe. We appreciate your support. We appreciate you for listening and for keeping the conversation going, for letting us know your thoughts. And with that being said, John, again, whether it's a, a night where it's a great show or a night where it's not such a good one, We try to do one thing above all others, and can you tell me what that is? Enjoy wrestling. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody.